Greetings, peasants. I mean, hello, good friends, brave warriors, and devious dungeon masters. Welcome back to another episode of the Knights and Nerds podcast. I am Tim, your dungeon master, and I want to say thank you very much for listening to this. We are back with another episode on Creating Villains, where we take a look at the Player's Handbook and other source material like Xanathar's Guide to Everything to brainstorm ideas for creating villains for your campaigns. And depending on the ideas that we come up with, we might just end up with a short-term villain for your heroes to fight, or this could be the backbone of an entire campaign. We'll see. So last time we did one of these episodes, we were looking at bards, and I'll just repeat something. What I'm doing is reading the, the lore, the written material in the player's handbook and elsewhere, to generate ideas. So this isn't necessarily creating a villain that is a barbarian. Uh, we can certainly do that, but this is more just to read uh, the source material on the barbarian to cr- just to generate ideas. And if you find anything in this episode helpful, uh, consider joining the Dungeon Master only group on our Knights and Nerds Facebook page. It's been growing slowly but steadily. So if you are not a Dungeon Master uh, but are considering maybe brainstorming s- some ideas, or if you are a Dungeon Master and you're looking for maybe ideas for your current campaign, or really if you're just looking for a way to generate your own ideas, uh, this might be helpful, uh, just as sort of a brainstorming technique. And I'm just going to try to elaborate on my own brainstorming uh, thoughts based on my chaotic and barely legible notes. Uh, and hopefully something useful will come through by the end of this. Also, before we jump in, if you haven't already, uh, follow us on Facebook if you want, or on Twitter. We're at Knights and Nerds on Twitter and Instagram. And if you do find any of this helpful, uh, let me know. Shoot me a quick message or, or something. Okay, so let's talk about the Barbarian. Unlike classes like the Cleric and the Paladin, which have very strongly ingrained uh, character traits that are built into the class, the Barbarian doesn't have very much of that. Uh, so as a playable class, uh, you really have to bring your own flavor to it. Otherwise, it's not all that different from something like a, f- uh, a fighter uh, in terms of just being a straightforward melee combatant, which is, you know, still can be a lot of fun. And it would be really easy to have, like as a low-level enemy for a group of adventurers, sort of a generic barbarian who's maybe the leader of a tribe of orcs or gnolls or something similar to that. But what we want to do today is just add a little something extra to get the ball rolling in terms of creating some ideas for an enemy that isn't just a straightforward melee fighter. So I read through the player's handbook and also the newer barbarian subclasses in Xanathar's Guide to Everything, and I got the most ideas from Xanathar's Guide to Everything. There's a sentence that was written with the description for the Path of the Storm Herald, which gave me a couple of ideas, and I'll read that to you now. Storm Heralds are typically elite champions who train alongside druids, rangers, and others sworn to protect nature. Like, at first glance, there's not much to it, but to me, whenever I think of a barbarian, the first image that I get uh, is probably as a result of really coming back to Dungeons & Dragons as, a, as an adult in 4th edition, where a lot of the artwork was portraying, I think it's on the cover of one of the core rulebooks, 
has a Goliath as a barbarian. So typically when someone says barbarian, that's the first image that jumps into my mind. And if you've ever read any of the lore on Goliaths in the fourth edition books or in Volo's Guide to Monsters, I believe that they're in there, it says that they are naturally competitive. When I read that Storm Heralds typically are elite champions who train alongside other protectors of nature like druids, rangers, etc. To me, it really evoked the competitive spirit of the Goliath. Now this in and of itself doesn't really give us much of an enemy for the players to fight. But if something reminds me of something else, I typically will just follow that path and see where it leads. And in this case, if we're going to have this figure as an antagonist, this line of thought leads us directly to an elite warrior who is competitive and perhaps the adventuring heroes are just the sort of challenge he or she is looking for. Not in any sort of malicious way, but if any of you are readers of comic books, you might know a character named Craven the Hunter who goes after Spider-Man and I believe, if memory serves, actually beats Spider-Man just for sport, just because he thinks it's a challenge worthy of him. This, I think, would be an interesting type of antagonist for low-level party, maybe, you know, levels between three to five, something like that. A very skilled champion warrior who is not only a physical match for the party, but also very cunning, very intelligent. But if the party ends up besting this antagonist, then that is also an opportunity for the party to, I guess they could choose to kill this antagonist, or once bested, this antagonist could find a newfound respect for the heroes and could potentially become an ally. So there you go with the low-level antagonist, something quick and simple. Now notice I'm not going into details in terms of armor class, hit points, type of weapon attacks. I mean, that sort of thing would really depend on the level of, of your party. And maybe I'll do an episode where we maybe, I don't know, create actual monsters and create, uh, go into the details of specialized attacks, stuff like that. I don't know. You let You guys let me know what you think would be useful. What do you want to hear in terms of these villain episodes? Is this sort of high-level approach to brainstorming uh, useful? Or do you want more detailed stuff like what kind of multi-attacks they get, what kind of ranged attacks they get? Yeah, you guys let me know what is uh, what would be useful. The next idea I had came from the Barbarian subclass Path of the Totem Warrior, and the description goes a little something like this. The Path of the Totem Warrior is a spiritual journey as the barbarian accepts a spirit animal as a guide, protector, and inspiration. In battle, your totem spirit fills you with supernatural might, adding magical fuel to your barbarian rage. So it seems pretty straightforward, uh, but I got to asking myself, what kind of spirit animal would an evil person have? In the player's handbook, you get the choice between bear, eagle, or wolf. Now, all of these are pretty majestic, but not very evil. An evil barbarian could have a spirit animal like a spider, which evokes the drow. Ooh, a drow barbarian, that would be interesting. Could also be something like a bat, or if you wanted to get larger and more powerful, uh, something like a wyvern, or would it be possible to have a dragon spirit animal? Now, a dragon would be a unique choice, because unlike all of the previous animals that I mentioned, dragons are intelligent. They're not just beasts. You know, they have language, they have histories spanning thousands of years, potentially. 
So if an evil barbarian type of villain was able to accept a dragon as a spirit animal, could it be the spirit of a specific evil dragon, perhaps? In the campaign episodes, there has been the name of Kezer the Dread, the ancient red dragon who started the War of Ashes. I mean, that would be a good prime example of one specific notorious evil dragon that uh, that would prove to be a powerful enemy even in spirit form. I want to draw your attention though to the way that this is phrased. The barbarian accepts a spirit animal as a guide, protector, and inspiration. That's very particular phrasing, I think. The barbarian is accepting it. Whether or not the barbarian has gone out seeking it, it's almost like this spirit animal has come to the barbarian with the promise of power. So that one word got me thinking. What if it's the spirit animal who's looking for a strong vessel? In the same way that a ghost can possess a player character, so too could the spirit of a strong animal, whether it's a beast or something intelligent like a dragon or something else, goes out and possesses a strong warrior as its vessel. This gives us a few interesting opportunities because the spirit animal could be using this barbarian or whoever it is for their own purposes. And the party would have to fight this person or persons, and they may be able to kill or defeat the vessel, but the spirit then just changes hosts to another strong warrior. If anyone's seen the movie Fallen, I highly recommend that. It has the spirit of a demon who can transfer hosts by touch. Somewhat similar to that, except I wouldn't say that they have to transfer by touch. It could just be, you know, whatever. They just fly away, find a new host. So that gives an interesting challenge to a group of heroes. They may or may not be evil to begin with, but they're possessed by an evil spirit animal. I'm just going to stick with the dragon example uh, for now. But the heroes would have to keep fighting these, these people. And maybe these people aren't necessarily evil. We could start off that way. And then the things change. The spirit starts taking over different people. Other warriors who are maybe well-respected and renowned. Maybe it takes over an NPC that your heroes really like and are now forced to fight. So the players and the heroes would be fighting these people, but they're never actually fighting the spirit. They would have to be fending off these vessels, these possessed individuals, and in between these encounters, they would have to figure out how do we stop this spirit from, from doing this endlessly. The players would have to figure out how to stop the spirit itself. I mean, that sounds like a fun adventure to me. I mean, to run as the DM because you could terrorize your players with really anybody. They could be walking through a city. That spirit dragon could be possessing really anyone. It would make your players super paranoid. They'd be walking through a crowd. Somebody gives them a weird look. They're like, oh, is it him? Is it her? Okay, so there you go. Another enemy based on the path of the totem warrior. All right, now let's go on to the last example for today. And I got to say, this one is my favorite. The path of the zealot. Now, there were a few abilities of this subclass that made me think of something particular. Actually, it made me think of a couple of movies that I've watched, one of which I just watched recently. One ability is called Warrior of the Gods. At third level, your soul is marked for endless battle. If a spell such as Raise Dead has the sole effect of restoring you to life, the caster doesn't need material components to cast a spell on you. And then the other ability, Rage Beyond Death. Beginning at 14th level, the divine power that fuels your rage allows you to shrug off fatal blows. 
While you're raging, having zero hit points doesn't knock you unconscious. You must still make death saving throws and you suffer the normal effects of taking damage while at zero hit points, etc. However, if you would die, blah, 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 anyways. So basically, the image that these things invoke is this frenzied warrior who is very hard to put down, and then when they do get put down, they're right back up. Now, it made me think of the movie It Follows. I don't know if anyone has seen it. Hopefully some of you have, because it's really an excellent movie. And it also reminded me of another movie that I just finished watching uh, last week, because it just got put up onto Netflix, at least Netflix in Canada, called Blade of the Immortal, about this former samurai who is basically cursed and not able to die, can suffer physical wounds and dismemberment, but comes back to life. So for those of you who have seen It Follows, basically the main character of the movie is the target of a supernatural, malevolent entity that is always somewhere walking straight towards them and can't be killed, can only really be slowed down. So I thought it'd be really fun to have an enemy that basically does the same thing. This warrior who may or may not be a zealot, maybe they're not frenzied, but maybe they're just as dangerous as any high-level barbarian, say, has a single-minded focus, is going after something. And when the player's defeat this enemy, even by doing lethal damage, it's only a matter of time before the enemy gets back to his or her feet. Wouldn't that be something? And you could make this more or less challenging depending on what this thing is after. And I jotted down a few ideas. The first one that I thought, now I'll say this, when you're brainstorming, at least when I'm brainstorming and like for the stories that I'm writing, not necessarily D&D campaigns, but the stories that I'm writing, and I've said this before, if I'm stuck, I jot down five ideas, at least five ideas, I try to go for ten, but I disregard the first three, because those are always the most obvious. But anyways, I just jotted these ones down, just for some real quick examples. First one, it could be something that your players have recently taken possession of. Maybe they were hired to go find an artifact, or magic item of some kind, or maybe they stole something, and this enemy has sort of this radar for this particular item. And that way, the enemy is always after your players. They can rest for short periods of time, but they always have to be on the move, trying to figure out how to get away from this villain, and how to stop it for good. And if you wanted to make this villain particularly powerful, like a spellcaster with very destructive spells like fireball or chain lightning, if your players then have to go into populated areas like cities or libraries, temples, that sort of thing, they're risking the lives of everyone else around them by doing so. It would be an interesting balance to see what players would do knowing that they're the target of this thing that can cause so much destruction and death. All right, number two, it could be after some other long forgotten artifact. The player characters would need to figure out where the enemy is heading. Maybe they cross paths with it. It gets right back to its feet, keeps on going. Obviously, they're going to want to know what, what's going on. So they would need to figure out where this enemy is heading, what might be there, while still trying to stall the enemy. This gives an interesting opportunity to have this race against time that the players have a limited amount of time before this enemy eventually reaches its destination. Could be after, perhaps, a gravesite or a tomb. Maybe it's 
has the power to resurrect something worse. This is similar to the previous example, but presumably a tomb would be a larger and more difficult object for the player characters to keep away from an enemy. If it's just going after a magical artifact, uh, they can throw that artifact onto a boat and it's out to sea. So long. It would be very difficult for the player characters to lug around something like an entire tomb or mausoleum. And if it is going to resurrect something or someone, maybe it's not one particular figure that's going to be resurrected. It could be an entire graveyard, the remnants of hundreds or thousands of soldiers from a battle long ago that this villain will resurrect. Uh, this would work really, really well if your campaign is going through sort of a horror or undead theme. Or another option, this villain is going after an important non-player character. A king or queen, a scholar on the verge of some critical discovery, a high-ranking priest or cleric, or something else. Similar to the artifact, the player characters would have to play keep away from this villain, but protecting a non-player character is more problematic than simply hanging on to a magical artifact. Especially if you want to complicate things by having this non-player character have their own agenda, and don't really want to cooperate with the party. Maybe they don't believe that this threat is real. Maybe the scholar on the on the edge of a critical discovery. Maybe there's real consequences to the scholar not completing their study in a certain time frame. Maybe lives are at stake. You could introduce something like a, a plague and they're trying to make a cure. And if those four options weren't enough, how about this? Circling back to the Blade of the Immortal movie that I mentioned, this enemy is constantly getting resurrected due to a curse placed on it by a larger enemy. If the player characters discover this, maybe they set out to find the person who placed the curse, and only by removing the curse can they really stop this enemy. In this case, the player characters would have to stall or thwart this villain while attempting to gather sufficient resources to break the curse. If you did want to go the route of this villain having a curse placed on them by someone more powerful, then this would mean that perhaps uh, this particular approach would work better for a mid-level party, uh, like 8 to 12 level characters, and then once they deal with this curse, they have to face off against this more dangerous villain. So sort of one problem leads right into the next. And if you wanted to make it really challenging for your players, how about this? How about there's multiple of them? multiple bogeys that are just walking straight towards one goal and they can be slowed down but they can't be stopped. And that's just about do it for this quick little fun episode on brainstorming ideas to create villains. Hopefully there was something useful in here. If anyone ends up using these any of these ideas or variations on them I'd be really excited to hear how it worked out. So we'll see you next Wednesday for our next campaign episode. In the meantime, Tell your friends about the show. If you like it, you can leave a review. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. And if you do want to support the podcast, I am a fantasy writer. I have a trilogy out. You can check them out on Amazon, Kobo, iTunes, Smashwords, other places, I'm sure. Or you can just go to my website, thingstimroad.com slash books. They are ebooks, and they are very inexpensive. And also, they're pretty good. But for now, I'm going to let the outro music take it away because it's so epic. Like, dun 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 d